Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, May 19, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have some of the same stuff from yesterday on the docket. Namely, are they going to breach the low from last week or not? The first question is, was today a successful test of the former low? This is the low we're referring to from the 12th. The low is 385.15, and the answer is no, it wasn't. What does a successful test look like? At least from where I sit, a successful test would be a spike of the low, a closing on that day well above that low of 385.15, and a rally. That's a successful test. If they breach the low, and start closing daily below the low, it opens the door for the 365 that we've been discussing. Yesterday, we talked about the potential for a retracement of the weekly tail candle. That is still in effect. That is on the board. So if, in fact, they go up tomorrow, close the week well, close the week back above the 100-period moving average, or immediately get up there next week and start rallying, we'll be able to have said that that was a retracement of the prior week's low. However, today, sitting here, we don't know whether they're going to breach the low, close below the low, or shoot up from here beginning tomorrow. We have no idea. You need to understand both sides of the tape. We can know from an intraday perspective what the more likely scenario is by knowing the shorter-term numbers. And by the way, the shorter-term numbers produce intraday trades, which we'll take a look at when we get to inside the numbers. Couple of SPY trades today, one long, one short. Couple of garden variety stock on the move type trades. We'll circle back to those in a few moments. What's the number on the daily chart, not necessarily the 385.15 low, what's the number above that where they begin to rally making everybody believe that they've retested the low whether they breach the former low or not what's that number north of current price where they need to start getting above closing hourly and then daily above to make some hay and that number is right around 392 and a half if they can get above and stay above 392 and a half you know what happens they begin climbing the big breakdown candle. We don't know if they'll get all the way to the top. There's a big fat round number up there. But above 392.50 is the key for any kind of a bull case or rally leg higher. Now, also drilling down to a shorter time frame or shorter perspective, we can notice on the 120-minute chart that the market, while trying to rally a couple of times, has already begun to put in a bearish, flaggish kind of pattern. You have a move down that creates the flagpole, and then they start trading sideways, eating time off the clock near the lows. That creates a flag pattern that can and normally does result in a continuation move to the downside. However, if they start getting above and closing candles above 392.50, for example, that bear flag pattern begins to deteriorate. Here's an hourly chart, and you can see it more prevalent on the hourly chart. 
you can see here the example of 392.50. They're not able to sustain price above that level. They need to recapture 392.50 to get anything going in the northern direction. All right, taking a look at inside the numbers, we're going to run through the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. Here's a word that I think is important to understand, important to realize. This is a very tough tape. It's back and forth each and every day. The daily chart has wide ranges. There's money to be made intraday trying to play positionally day in, day out, overnight is a very, very difficult situation. What I'm talking about and who I'm talking to are the traders that are trying to buy weekly options expiring this Friday, for example. They're playing it for a run higher or a run lower when you wake up the next morning looking to pocket some quick cash. Sometimes it works. However, more often than not, you end up getting chopped up. There's money to be made during the trading day for sure. I guess what I'm really trying to say is trade the market that it is, which is providing intraday opportunities, not the market you wish it to be or the one that you would like to trade. In a bull market, there are times when the market will gap up three out of five days a week. That's an easy trade. And if it doesn't, all you have to do is wait because it'll go up later. We're not in that market anymore. Try and short the market. You get a pie in the face hour after hour. It's very difficult to stay short unless you're booking profits along the way. You get the big hit on the short side when you have a trailer left over. You're already in a risk-free, emotionless trade scenario. Case in point, we're going to look at one from inside the numbers early this morning. Happy Thursday, they're killing the tape some more. At zero dark 30, they've already run a test of last week's low. This is important information. 385.15 will be our everything today. Do they run a test and bounce or give it up and begin the next leg lower? Down south, the next big time support spots are 383, give or take, and 381.20. We didn't need those today, but you might want to put those on a sticky note. You might need them tomorrow. Staging a rescue operation looks like this. Staying above 388.20 is the first order of business for the plunge protection team. They need to get back above yesterday's closing price of 391.91. If they can achieve any of that stuff, we'll take it from there. As for stocks on the move, same awareness is ever present. They can spike numbers and get dragged down in a dumpster fire type of tape. You don't know what you're going to get in the pre-market, so I'm making everybody aware that there's nothing that said we couldn't get the same market today that we had yesterday. It was certainly possible. It just didn't happen. They bounced around most of the day, traded in a range. I'm just reminding everybody to adjust your risk accordingly in this type of tape. All right, we're moving along. Let's see what we have as the day gets underway. So by 9.15, now they're going back up north. They've traded away from the former low around 385. Could be an early fakeout operation to come right down. Could be the plunge protection team after the thieves in the morning ran the test of last week's low. We'll let them go for a while. We'll see what the early storyline is. Now at 9.25, here it is. The area around 390.50 to 391 should be overhead resistance if reached sooner than later. Closing candles above 391 begins a bull case for a leg higher. 
Traders who are aggressive can short that zone even up to 391.50 on a spike. The risk is the other leg higher. You just need to know what your risk is. So just to reiterate, here was the situation. We're talking about 390.50 to 391 on a spike. Another 50 cents was okay. So here it is. We'll say 391 for argument's sake. Let's get our faculties. Right of the vertical is today's activity. They open the tape, opening print 388.56. They run right up into that zone. They make a high of 391.79 and immediately come right back down in the other direction. And the low, just minutes later, 387.11. By my calculation and those who were in the trade, which were plenty of inside the number members and certainly plenty of inside the number live room members, it's a maximum gain of about 40 S&P handles in minutes. So what happened there? Traders take profit along the way. The first profit is in your pocket within a few points, let's say 7 to 10. Now, you've got a risk-free, emotionless trade on your hands. You have what's called a trailing position. You're taking profit along the way. And when they start to bounce, you let the market stop you out of the last component of the trade. And here it is. Traders who shorted up in that zone have already been handed their scalp trade, book profits, and hold a trailer for more. By 9.44, nice trade on the short. Traders need to protect it and hold the trailer. That was the morning trade we signed up for. What I was saying here at 9.47 is if they were going to go all the way down to the 3.85 former low and the overnight low, then we would expect a bull bear battle around that area. This was a free ride. All right, let's scroll up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. I want to point out another one or two important things from the commentary, and then we'll circle back to the stocks on the move. I want to get to something that's extra important because it sets up the next trade. 10.30, let's learn something. We've got an hourly chart on time situation on our hands. The low is 387.11, which is the line in the sand. The question is, can it be traded on the long side against candle closes below 387.11? Short answer is yes. The risk is from a technical perspective. It's on an hourly close because we're looking at an hourly chart. That was the on-time situation. That's the way it works. So here's the thing. If they start getting below 387.11, the door opens for the lows from last night and the lows from last week. Based on current market conditions, it's a higher risk trade, but still the setup is there. Here's an example. Here's a way to take the trade. You could just buy it and you can wait for it to work out or you can wait for them to get over an important spot. So I'm saying if a trader was to be long, they would like to see the market stay above 389.50 for starters. And what I'm saying here is the 387.11 testing doesn't mean failure, but you should know the game plan and the what ifs. So I'm saying if they come down a little bit, testing is one thing, getting below is the other thing. 389.50 was important. About 10.30, 10.40 in the morning. This is the setup. Here's a 15-minute chart, for example, and you can see what's going on here. 389.50. They're testing, they're testing, they're testing. All of a sudden, what time is this? 11.45, candle ending 11.45. So there you have it. They got above, and they had a little bit of a rocket ride to the next spot and beyond. This is what I was looking at. 
I'm looking at an hourly chart. I'm looking at a stackable situation. I'm not sure I would call it a full stack, but it's pretty close to a stack. What do we have? How about a breakup candle here? The low is 388.09. What's the low here in the first hour of trading? 387.11. We already talked about that. So they ran a test of that low. We had the on-time situation. They put in what I like to call a pseudo sign or signal of a trend change. It's kind of like one. It's not exactly, but it's pretty close. We'll give it the benefit of the doubt. All right, let's see what else we have. Let's get to where the resistance areas are, which are also target areas. 390.50 would be a good place to book profit if long. It's magnetic and overhead resistance. So that's at least 10 S&P handles from where we said they have to maintain price above. Plenty of opportunity to get in below that if a trader wanted to, and many did. Then we had 392, and then if they can get above that, the door would be open for 393.65 off of a stackable situation of an on-time hourly chart. Another 40 S&P handles, give or take. Back to the five-minute chart. 393.65, they made an attempt here midday when they had that spike higher, and then they finally completed the unfinished business. It became unfinished business when they came up short, and they spiked it a little bit into the end of the day, last hour of trading, then they came back down. To where? 389.50, of course. The numbers work. Repeat after me. The numbers work. Pause the video. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. What I've given you is an example of a short trade early this morning, a long trade halfway through the morning. Now we'll take a look at stocks on the move. We had five potentials on the board, but since they rallied the market right out of the gate, a lot of these got to bounce right away without getting into what would have been a good support level for a tradable bounce. However, Since Juniper, Sienna, KSS, and Hog are off the board, we'll take a look at Cisco, which did come into its entry target. Buzz cut at the open, 41.40, put on the board, zero dark 30, had the number last night as a just-in-caser, and the low, and this is the candle ending 9.55, so within the first 30 minutes of trading, the low was 41.36, It had a little bit of a bounce away. They gave you the minimum required base hit. The high was 42.63, so that's way more than a base hit. It's a stand-up double. And then they just did the flounder around thing the rest of the day. That's fine. They gave us the trade. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. The live room was given this one out, Clorox 139.14. It was a base hit. Nothing more, nothing less. Just a quick base hit. Jordan took this one in the room. Other traders in the room took this one. Again, base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. It popped up. I saw the number, provided it. They took it, and we go on. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Same story as yesterday. It's in a different position than the S&P 500 on the daily chart. So we take note of that. They never did fill the gap. They ended up, even though up only 29 cents, with a positive day. They were up more earlier when all the markets rallied. It's all the same market. They all rally together. They all sell off together. That's the way it works. If the S&P is going to breach the low of 385 and go lower, then the IWM will be following suit. But if this is any indication, and this is my favorite market-leading indicator, if this is any indication, 
the other side of the coin, we have to play umpire calling balls and strikes. This could be one of our famous ABC corrective rallies, rally in a downtrend, but that's fine. You have an A leg up off the bottom. The B leg is a retracement. The C leg completes officially above the high of the A leg. That is the setup on the IWM at present. How does that setup go away? What's the other side of that? They come down, they fill the gap. The gap is 172.60. They start getting below and closing candles below the gap, close daily below the gap. That's a whole different ball game. The door opens for the lows and lower, but if they stay above, even filling it and bouncing off of it, this still has the potential for one of those ABC routines. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They got bludgeoned, piped, routed again. 12,800 would be the near-term target. There's really nothing else to say. If they do a flip-around operation, I'll have numbers going forward where they have to get above. Just for argument's sake, they begin at 14,000, which coincides slightly with the 100-period moving average. But without recapturing that and 14,000, we call that in trading parlance, no dice. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley, the Q people? Same routine as the SPY. Is this a retracement of last week's tail candle, or will they breach it and go lower? Basically, that's the question on the board. They're testing the lows. Same routine we discussed before. If they breach the low and rally back up and close well on the day, that could be a successful test of the low. If they close candles below first hourly and then daily below, it opens the door for other stuff. What's the other stuff? Well, the other stuff below last week's low will be on the board for inside the number members in the morning. I'm providing the Q prices and also the IWM prices. Looks like this. These are today's numbers. They're going to change tomorrow. XLF, same routine. They're either doing a retracement of the tail or they're going to give it up. Right now, it's negative. It's in a downtrend. They're below three out of the four moving averages. And 31 down to 30 would be, as they say in the trading parlance, on the docket. The door opens below last week's low. Officially, that price is 32.41. Begin closing daily below that number, opens the door for 31 and 30 or in that neighborhood in between or a breach of 30, something in that environment. That's also a likely tradable bounce opportunity. About a flat day for the Smash Mouth Semiconductor Index. Same routine. Are we going to hold last week's low or is this a bearish pattern that's going to result in another move continuing in the southern direction. As long as they keep eating time off the clock on a weekly basis below this 100-period moving average, that's precisely what's going on. How does that change? What do they need to do to get up and go? 235 for starters. The 100-period moving average is even higher, but they need to begin closing daily above 235 or else nothing in the northern direction is going to happen. Put that on a sticky note. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.